Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Dalen Terry struggles in summer league, leading many Bulls fans to go down a yet another spiral. We're going to talk a little bit about that and why we shouldn't look too much into the player summer league, but maybe there's still some cause for concern. We're going to get to all that plus the mailbag right after this you are now tuned in to chicago bulls central your number one spot for all things chicago bulls hosted by hayes what's going on bulls fans welcome to another episode of chicago bulls central your number one spot for everything chicago bulls related if you want to follow me you can do so at ceo hayes if you want to follow the channel you can also do so at bulls central pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on. But let's get into the content for today. Before we get into the mailbag, I want to talk a little bit about a couple of things. First up, Summer League. I see a lot of people, you know, me and Steve-O, we did our post-game analysis um, during Summer League. And yes, Dalen Terry played uncontrolled at times and shot the ball not too good, right? That's, that's, that's fair. That's an assessment. That's what happened. But all the think pieces and guys from the comments now, you know, just saying like, oh, well, Dalen Terry should have never been a higher than a second round pick. They reached on Dalen Terry. It's summer league. There are there are players that were that are great to solid role players that had absolutely terrible summer leagues. And and it, it it's not the biggest thing. Summer league is a unique thing in the sense that uh, and much like with G League, they want to try to get a look at everybody. They want you to work on specific things. And they're not really calling a lot of plays and set and set defenses. They're kind of just it's really kind of a glorified, organized pickup game. That's really what Summer League primarily is. Now, yeah, some of the higher draft picks, they have them, you know, work on certain things. And, you know, for example, like with Wimby, oh, I want to see Wimby go to the post 10 times. Let's see how he does against, like, things like that. But it's not necessarily the biggest indicator of the overall impact or the trajectory of your career. It just isn't. And so while I understand, and it was concerning, like, I I understand to have concerns after the summer league performance completely. But let's not, let, let's kind of, it was A, the first summer league game. B, what summer league is, is unique. And also to find out that Dalen Terry just broke his nose on Wednesday. And, you know, he took off that mask. I think after the second half, maybe it was even the first quarter. Um, That kind of, that you could tell it was bothering him. Um, But overall, like, yeah, Dalen, it, it's it's some cause for concern. But let's also not overlook the things that he, that he did well that we want to see from Dalen Terry. I don't think anybody, it, well, at least not realistically, was looking for Dalen Terry to all of a sudden turn into this knockdown scorer for for the Chicago Bulls in year two. But we want to see him be able to bring the defense, be able to bring the energy, the things that just naturally come to him while he's still working on things like finding the shot, while he's working on, you know, figuring out how to penetrate on uh, NBA defenses. But Dalen Terry still did a lot of the energy things. Six rebounds, four assists, three steals, right? All that from Dalen Terry. Yeah, the four for 14 sucks and he rightfully so got most of the shots only player that shot more than him was Nate Darling who definitely wowed as well but overall I know me and Steve talked about it like with Dalen Terry it kind of is what it is and 
you know, you 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 you're not looking for him to flash every bit of his NBA skill set or to be this twenty guy in summer league, right? So ultimately, I just think I, I understand why it was concerning. Uh, I think like a player like Adama Sinago was even more concerning than Dalen Terry for me, just because Adama Sinago just looked so he looked lost uh, at times out there. But it, it's summer league, and you know, give these players chances to come around. And I know, you know, I, I've always said this. We, it, it benefits whether you're on social media, whether you're a content creator, to have these hardline takes one way or another. But yeah, just hey, it'll come along. Justin Lewis showed a lot of positive flashes, I think, as well. Of course, like uh, Jonte Porter flashed a lot, looked pretty good in, in his minutes as well. Uh, Yago Dos Santos looked really good. Henry Drell looked really good. So these aren't players that are necessarily going to make the Bulls roster. They could be G League players, and we could end up, look, you know, kind of looking and seeing what they bring on the G League level. But, you know, ultimately, I guess we'll see. Uh, now, before we get into the mailbag as well, we still have not gotten the des- the disabled player exception approved quite yet, um, which I expected it to be before the weekend. Hey, may- maybe the NBA is going over medicals. It, uh, they did file it right before a holiday, which maybe set some things back. But um, if the Bulls do plan on trying to use that disabled player exception this offseason, um, yeah, there's still some free agents on the board for sure. I really didn't see very many signings yesterday at all, but it starts, you know, you start worrying about, okay, who's still going to be there? And that's kind of why I said on yesterday's episode as well that we could very well see the disabled player exception not used to the trade deadline. You know, we could see that. They could use the rest of their mid-level exception to add maybe vet minimum contracts after that. It could be what they end up going with. We'll see in the long run, but ultimately, I like, I, I, I would expect it to be approved by Monday. Maybe it'll I don't know. I'm really surprised it's not approved yet. Uh, we'll end up seeing. We'll end up seeing. But, you know, everybody's asking, wondering, especially now with the Zach Levine trade rumors, which I put a video out last night, kind of kind of saying what's going on with there with that. Zach isn't going to be moved this offseason. Uh, I, I highly doubt it unless an amazing deal pops up. And we're no, we're not getting James Harden. No, we're not getting we're not going to trade him to get Tobias Harris back. It's not happening. Right. And Dame Lillard, it's not happening. So, you know, we'll, we'll end up seeing. I, I ultimately think this like. The Bulls are taking calls, which is good. The Bulls are taking calls. And I've seen some of you guys ask, too, well, if the Bulls are taking calls on Zach, why aren't they taking calls on DeMar? Don't be surprised if they're taking calls on everyone, right? It's just if they're going to get the deal. And I think especially when you see some of the values that players have been giving up for and and DeMar being an expiring contract, I don't think too many teams are probably going to call on DeMar, maybe not before the trade deadline. So it kind of is what it is there. Ultimately, we already knew. I said it. Early on, this team is primarily running it back. And we're going to have some acquisitions, and we'll see how Billy Donovan uses those acquisitions. And also, to clear up something before we go into the mailbag, a lot of people ask why Julian Phillips wasn't playing. He hasn't signed his NBA contract yet, but it's not on him. It's actually the Bulls that are delaying it, trying to to gauge something with that mid-level exception and how much of that they're going to be able to use based on some other things. So I just wanted to clarify that because I saw, you know, some kind of uh, miscommunication on that uh, from some people, so I wanted to put that out there as well. But it's Saturday, so you know what that means. It's the mailbag. It's mainly built around your your voicemails. Let's go ahead and get to this first one. This one's from KB. What up, hey? KB here, man. Peace be with you. Um, Tory Craig signing? It's all right. I don't know if Javante Green, his injury is holding the Bulls back from not signing him or what, but, you know, it was five Javantes out there, as we very well know. Um, the brother don't shoot well enough, but he's okay. You know, I'm glad the Bulls doing something. I would still like to see them um, sign Mo Bamba. That would solidify this squad. What they got now, what they did in the with their brother from the draft and the young man from uh, Connecticut and the overseas guy, they might have something here. Um, Carter going to solidify this team. 
for real, that point guard position. And I think Craig will push all of them in um, practice being a little longer than Javante. They're going to shoot over him. So hopefully we got something going here. I like the players that AK has brought in. Uh, I think that point guard is going to really help a lot as far as cutting down on turnovers, putting the Bulls in better position to make better shots, which I think will help them make more threes. But I wish the Bulls would use that uh, money that they getting from Ball, Lonzo Ball, on uh, Mo Bamba. I believe that's a good piece. And I also think the Bulls have everything every other team has right now. They're, they're in pretty good shape. And I don't see why they can't compete. You get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Bulls have more talent than Miami last season. And they still have more talent than Miami. I, I don't know why people want to get rid of uh, Debo so fast. I mean, he could bring something, but you have two scorers that can score, two solidified scorers that can score. And if they play right, if Billy's playing right, like what you were saying, they can go pretty far. So and I like that Sadama, uh, uh, kid from uh, Connecticut, um, he looks like he got a little bit of joker in him. I ain't trying to compare him with him, but he's smart around the basket. He could look like he can play some power forward and small forward and probably center too. So I like what you were saying. I do like Carla Jones. Uh, let's see what the G League brings. I don't know if they're going to play him in the G League. Hopefully so. But um, thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Peace. Okay. First off, let me be clear here. Mo Bamba could never solidify a squad. That's just not his role. That's not what it is. Um, as far as the Bulls' acquisitions, um, yeah, I like it. And I think uh, the role that they play are, are huge. And I think when you factor in their skill set and what they can do and how, how it comes into the Bulls, it's big, it's big time, right? As far as, like, the Bulls needed those, those skill sets. They needed dogs. They needed defenders. They needed players that can hit three-point shots. They went out and got that. But the work isn't done. It's just not done quite yet. And so AK and Eversley still have things that they need to absolutely work on improving on this team, hopefully before the season starts. Um, you know, continue evaluating the young talent that we have, but we know that we still need something and need, need more depth, and we still got a, a few roster spots open as well. So, you know, Bulls are going to have to figure some things out. Now, as far as uh, the scoring aspect, here's what I'll say. It takes more than scoring to win, especially in the playoffs. So, yeah, while you'll say, like, the Bulls, we have scoring with DeMar, we have scoring with Zach, it takes a lot more than that if you want to win, as far, especially the further you want to go in postseason play. You're going to need more than just scoring. I think that's why you're seeing defense prioritized. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, we were a top five defense in the league. I've already told you guys, we were a top five defense in the league because we didn't fight for defensive rebounds, which means we set back up on defense. We limited second ch uh, fast break opportunities. And that right there is going to inflate your defensive uh, uh, rating and view. But the Bulls have tons of work that they need to do defensively, especially in the half court. And Javon Carter, Torrey Craig helped that tremendously, at least on paper. Growth from Kobe White, especially defensively. Hopefully, Patrick Williams comes in with a little bit better mindset right away. Uh, the Bulls definitely got some things they need to work on in defense. It's going to take more than just the scoring of Zach and DeMar to really get us to where our ceiling is going to take us, which is still probably a first-round exit. But, you know, that's that's the way that I kind of look at it. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Big O. What's going on, hey? This is your boy, Big O. Great video, the usual. Took a little break for a minute just to, uh, you know, let the moves come down. Want to see, you know, the first few days, at least the first week or whatever, what AK going to do with this team. So, a uh, couple things. Uh, uh, good move. If you're going to run it all back, I guess, you know, with what you was working with, Javon Carter, uh, Torrey Craig. I like both of those guys. I'm probably a little high on Torrey Craig uh, than you because I know you said you went to bound him. Uh, that guy's a, you know, He's going to be a big difference maker when it comes to guarding big four. 
You know what I mean? This guy guard Kawhi Leonard, uh, all playoffs, the uh, versus Clippers, uh, in that second round, uh, the first round, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, I thought he did a good job, as good as you can do, big body, long arms. Uh, he's gonna be able to provide that for the team, so you won't have to put Patrick Williams on the main player all the time now. You know, you'll be able to run to him and Patrick that there. Devon Carr, the same thing from the guard spot. So I think, uh, AK did about the way he was working with, uh, providing veteranship and some good players around DeMar, Zach, and Boots. So that, that brings me to this pretty much, uh, you know, it's still going to come down to, you know, how far, uh, and I'll add Billy in there as well, how far Billy, Zach, Boots, and DeMar takes the team. You know what I mean? The role players are probably going to be better than last year. You can argue last year, but I like the athleticism with DJJ. Uh, Javante Green, you know, we got a little bit bigger with size now. But um, this team's still only going to fall so as far as those three take it. So that signaled to me that this is probably the last hurrah for them three. Uh, because, you know, you got better, you got more shooting, you know, you got this, this, uh, the foreign guy, uh, you're going to, you know, we're going to see what he got in summer league. So I think that's, that's pretty much what it's going to come down to. How far can them three take us? They're going to give them another run or have a season, how they make up. Um, the next thing I wanted to chime in about was the Bobo versus the Wofford. Uh, Wofford is a pretty solid player. Bobo pretty solid. I'm pretty much more high on Bobo. I think what he gives you is the highest ceiling player. I think he can be an above average player on a championship type of team because of his 7 uh, 3 frame, uh, his ability to. I mean, he's basically a small forward in a 7 foot box. You know, his skill set is very similar to Shaq uh, and uh, Wimba. You know what I mean? And I think if you can get him, I mean it's, it's a it's a low risk, high reward type of thing. So I know you talked about the injury, but hey, it's something. All right. Uh, hey, I'm glad that a lot of people are high on the Bulls' moves. I think you know, yes, it's not the flashy, it's not the the the, the big splashes that a lot of us wanted in free agency as Bulls fans, but they were moves that make sense right and that's what ak is doing he's making calculated moves that don't cost the team a lot of money that are going to pay off and i would say they're they're low risk high value uh uh signings right and i wouldn't i don't necessarily say high reward but high value signings what the bulls are going to potentially get out of the contract value of tory craig and javon carter are going to be good and then also the, the value that they're going to get out of kobe white nikola Vucevic at, at their team friendly deals the Bulls have made smart moves. Now, as far as the ball, ball portion of it, uh, I think some people start like, ball does not solidify anything. Like, keep in mind, these players like Bamba, these players like Ball, yes, they, they, they have a talent and a skill set that the Bulls absolutely could use, but they aren't the, the, at all anything that gets you over the top. Like, if you're looking at a Mo Bamba or a Bo Bo signing as the one that is just going to make this Bulls offseason, it's not going to be that. It's just not going to be that. Um, and Mo Bamba signed elsewhere. That was to the last voicemail. And to your point, Bo, Bo may very well be a Bulls target. Like I said, especially at the vet minimum, which he's, he's more than likely to get. It re basically replaces Marco's contract. Um, at that point, you know that he can at least contribute at the end. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way 
and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. NBA level so we'll see it's not that I'm down on ball overall if the Bulls do sign him I just want to put it in perspective that it's not going to be anything that puts the Bulls over the top right now at least not in my opinion all right let's get into this next one this one's from Q how are you um I just finished watching your video about you know if the Bulls feeling has improved um I think uh, to be honest I don't I honestly don't think so uh, but I don't think that this off season is was is necessarily the best um, off season to uh, to really improve the team. I, I think I think that this off season is more for at least in my opinion from what AK is doing is to make sure that the team is um, more solid. And I guess going back to what I said on my last voicemail that you played is just building the foundation. And I think people, including myself at first, I got really caught up in, oh, they need to make a big move to, to, to help the team. And, but I, um, like I said before, I just don't think the foundation is really there yet. And so I think both these moves that he's made, um, for Javon Carter, and I keep forgetting the other guy's name, but for, for that forward and Javon Carter, I think those are solid moves to, to build the foundation. And I think that's what he's really doing before, you know, they could really start to get some more bigger talent. Um, and I think, like you said, uh, or I think you said, you know, it's, it's probably better to wait for the trade deadline so we could legitimately try to get some really solid guys. I mean, like I said before, I really think we should try to get DeJounte Murray um, during before the trade deadline ends. I think the Hawks are, you know, really trying to – or really – might try to trade him, and I think we need to, you know, by the end of the trade deadline next season, we really need to, I think the AK and the organization really needs to try to get him. And I think they, I think he has a lot of potential, and I just don't think that with the two teams that he's been on uh, so far, that he's really been able to reach that potential. I think that he could really reach that potential with Zach on the Bulls. So that's what I think. Um, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Very insightful voicemail. Laying a foundation is a great way to put it, right? A framework. How do, how do you execute the, the, the in-between game better? How do you increase your margins in the things that matter? That's the moves that AK's made this offseason. Has it been the, the huge ones that just increase and now we're looked at as like this team that can go to the Eastern Conference Finals? No. But you weren't really going to do that with a team that basically had the mid-level exception and now a disabled player exception that, we're, that we hope coming in. It's very hard to make those type of moves during that. And this front office is still betting 
on this core to a degree, right? They do want they do, are not going to give up players and not get not get value back for it. And for example, even with like a Demar trade, like in looking at that, the Bulls may very well value having an expiring contract and being able to get on the free agency market and things like that more so than the 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 middling pick that you're going to get back for Demar Derozan with the way that the value has been set in this free agency. So you know that's kind of the things to look at there. Again, am I saying that a move can't possibly come? No, I just think that as we go forward, it's more likely to maybe come at the trade deadline than anything else, which AK has been very quiet at the last two trade deadlines. But with the disabled player exception, if it's approved and they don't use it this offseason, that right there may give you the bigger thing to go ahead and be at least a little bit active. Now, as far as DeJounte Murray, now uh, it's happened after you left this voicemail. He's re-signed a long-term contract extension with the Atlanta Hawks. It does not mean they can't still look to move him. Sometimes what we've seen in this modern NBA now is that teams and players want to lock in that extension and then they'll worry about trying to move them later if need be. But that could add value to the other team. That could get the Hawks more assets back if they do to trade, decide to trade DeJounte because now he's locked into a longer-term extension, right? Those type of things matter. Um, so, you know, we'll see. That's not to say that DeJounte still can't be moved, but now that free agency of hoping that he's going to be a free agent signing for the Chicago Bulls, that ain't happening. So, you know, we'll end up seeing. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Oscar. Hey, what's up, man? It's Oscar from Jersey again. Just here, give us some thought. Um, want to run some stuff by you. We obviously know that Washington Wizards are out here trying to tank and, 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 and amass as much, as, as, many, as much draft capital as they can. My question to you is, man, I think Tyus Jones was, was traded to them. Why isn't that a player that, that we're trying to, uh, to get? You know, maybe uh, maybe a couple seconds uh, round graphics will get it. You no, know, why? Making calls, trying to see if we can trade an asset, you know, to, uh, to them, trying to get that. So we could say, hey, we got Javon Carter as a starter, but if something happens, we have a legitimate backup point guard to, to, to back him up. You know, just a thought, because I feel like if, if, if I still don't think Kobe's a real point guard. I think his best position is off ball, you know, where he could create attack. I mean, so he could attack on the move, and, you know, yeah, I, you know that's what I think. And uh, the second thing is I've been reading, like, a lot of the blogs. I see a lot of Bulls fans are like, oh, you know, we got Patrick Williams. We don't need P.J. Washington. My question is, in my opinion, P.J. Washington has proved a lot more than Patrick Williams in the league. So why are we just assuming that – uh, uh, Patrick Williams deserves to be a starter. If we're actually trying to do anything, why wouldn't we try to grab the uh, uh, PJ Washington and say, you know what, Pat, if you beat him out in the in the preseason, and you know we got a guy that can score 18 points a game on coming off the bench. But if you can't beat him out and be consistent, and hey, you got to maybe you start off on the bench and then you work your way up into the starting lineup. Like, this whole notion that we got to give guys, you know, just because of their draft position, we got to give them a, a shot or got to put them in a position. I don't agree with that, man. I think everything, people have to earn their spots. Well, that's it, man. Let me know your thoughts. Love to hear what you think. All right, here's goes one of the things. One of the biggest mistakes that I feel that we all make as fans is to feel like the Bulls aren't doing something just because something hasn't been done. To say that, why aren't the Bulls calling about Tyson? Hey, we don't even know if the... Wizards are looking to move Tyus Jones. We don't know what their asking price is for Tyus, especially as they gave up badly Bill for almost nothing. It seems like they're trying to, you know, get better value out of other things. We don't know if they're looking to move Tyus. We don't even know if the Bulls have called and they offered what they had and, and it said no. So let's not look at the lack of movement always as the lack of attempt, right? 
We don't know. We don't know the motivations of the other team. We don't know what happens behind the scenes. So I think that, and, and we see people do that all the time. Like, it's like, oh, well, why the Bulls didn't try to sign him? Like, we don't know if that player even wanted to come. Now, with Mo Bamba, I understand Bulls fans asking that question because of the rumor saying that he wanted to be a Bull. But with some of these other players that we just act like, oh, if the if this isn't 2K. It isn't that you call the player, you max out the offer, and then you get them. That's not how it works. These are humans involved. And just because we don't see the Bulls get somebody, it doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't attempt, right? So that's what I want to uh, fall back on. Now, as far as P-Will, here's what I'll say. With every player, if you draft a player, they deserve a shot. They deserve a chance for you to sit there and invest in their development. Now, they have to, how they perform in those roles determines how large that role can be. But no, every player that you draft, you keep on your team, it, they deserve an opportunity to see how they can impact. P-Will, as far as starting right now, he's the starter we got. He's the starter at the four. If Torrey Craig pushes him, he pushes him. Now, as far as P.J. Washington, I, don't, I haven't seen anybody say let's not sign P.J. because of, of, of Patrick Williams because, hey, P.J. can play the three. Patrick Williams can play the three. Um, so ultimately, it's things like that. But, you know, here's what I'll say, and I want to put this in perspective as well. Keep in mind, the disabled player exception, you can only offer a one-year deal. So even if the Bulls did offer P.J. Washington an offer sheet, who's to say that the Charlotte Hornets won't match it because it's only one year, right? So we got to keep that in mind. You can't offer a multi-year deal with a disabled player exception. So that also may be limiting the Chicago Bulls in getting some of these names. That's why, you know, names that are out there that are kind of more veterans like a, a, a Christian Wood, like a Kelly Oubre, they may be more likely because they're outright free agents, whereas the Charlotte Hornets may very well look and say, Oh, he signed a one-year, $10 million offer sheet with the Bulls? Bet let's match it. We'll see if we can, whatever, get some value back for it. So yeah, keep that in mind as well. But I do think that Patrick Williams this offseason has to earn it. He has to come in showing that he wants it and playing and performing at that level to get it. I agree with that. All right, let's get into this last one. This one's from Fred. What's up, Hayes? What's going on, man? This is your boy, Fred. I have uh, watched those show, man. And I can't believe the Bulls that they released, that boy Marco, they never even gave him a chance, even you know, play with the starters and see what he really can do. Yeah, he's in the, you know, the, the D League and everything, though. Or, like, why not give him a chance? So, now since they released him, I don't know if they did release him or not. They probably did, though. But that would be a super move on the end because you should you know, so they should keep should have kept him. They could have, you know, like, see what he can do, man. Because if you said, you know, you say you watch the D League, you watch some guys, man, and I'm going off, you know, to what you saying as well, like, this dude probably could have been something special, though. But I don't know, man. The Bulls is like, they making me not even want to buy no more Bulls gear. They just, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's because Billy Donovan was whack-ass as a coach, man. Because he don't know what he's doing with the team. He don't know how he, how to use his players or even the players that they developing. Like, he don't know how to use them. And I love to see that boy, Daniel Terry, you know, to come in and give us a nice, you know, minute off the bench and, you know, be another scoring off, coming off the bench as well, too, though. But let me know what you think, man. You think the Bulls don't sit here and uh, try to get another big man and, and make, make something happen so we got some good, solid big man's backup, or they just going to run it back with the same thing, which I believe they're going to run it back with the same thing because trying to trade Zach right now, it ain't happening. Don't nobody want to take on his contract, and I wouldn't want to take on his contract either. Now, if Zach do have an all-star type of season, then I'll say trade him. If not, just keep him and see what the hell Billy Donovan old mediocre coaching dads can do with the team. Because if he can't do nothing to see, man, hopefully his attention is only for a year and we can get him up out of here, man, because I don't like dude at all. He, he's like one of them boring-ass, dry, bland coaches. Don't know what the hell he's doing with that roster, man. 
Because if we if we would have signed somebody like Emei Udoka, Emei would have turned that roster around. He would have used his bench, and he, he would have used players that he had in the D-League or whatever, though. But let me know what you think, Hayes, man, and get back to me. All right, I, here's the thing. And everybody likes to use the Marco didn't get a chance to, to the last voicemail. You have to earn it. Yes, he put up great stats in the G-League. We've seen Antonio Blakeney. We've seen Carly Jones. We've seen a lot of players put up big stats in the G-League. That does not necessarily mean that they're ready. We also have to keep in mind, they see these players in practice every single day. Now, while I will say there is something to, to, to Billy Donovan not using certain players, but in, in two years here in the Bull system and with what he did show in the G League and grow, there had to be something there. Now, again, I'm also looking at value. The Bulls also could look at it and say, hey, at $1.8 million, we can get a player that we know is going to be able to perform at least somewhat and at some way that we need. That's a possibility as well. Now, I will say this. Marco should have been given chances. When we had a bunch of players out with COVID in his rookie year, when we had when we just needed some size, when Andre Drummond was out with his mental health things last season, yeah, it would have been nice to see Marco get, get a chance. But, you know, ultimately I do think this. Could we regret releasing Marco Simonovic? Absolutely. There's always that chance because despite what some Bulls fans will have you say, Marco absolutely still has potential at the NBA level. We've seen, I'll tell you what, there are at least 10 role players in the NBA right now that's defense is just as bad, if not worse, than Marco, but because they can score, but because they can shoot, but because they can do whatever, that they get opportunities. It's really about fit, right? I think that is also a big thing as far as any NBA opportunity. The team that you come into, the coach, and where that team is, it all matters as well. And Marco, unfortunately, just seemed like it was a perfect storm of him not being here. Could the Bulls regret it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's wait and see because we know one thing about the Bulls fan base. They can't wait to tell, uh, give you I told you so. And if Marco goes somewhere else and flourishes, that I told you so is going to be loud. Now, as far as will the Bulls get more big men, we'll see. I don't, I don't think we need any more guards. Um, I think uh, when you look at the kind of we, we, the Bulls front office is looking at players that can play multiple positions. So it could be a big, it could be a four slash five. It could be a three slash four, right, who pl maybe plays more four than three. It could be a lot of ways that the Bulls go. It really depends on how they view the roster that they have, right? And that's really what it comes down to. Now, as far as no one wanting Zach, here's what I'll say on that. It's not that no one wants Zach. It's that the Bulls have set the value on Zach so high that nobody wants to pay that value. So that's what it is. The Bulls could move Zach right now if they wanted to move Zach, period. If they just wanted to get off Zach's contract and just get whatever they can back and go rebuild, they can move Zach's contract tomorrow. It's not just about nobody wants him. It's that the Bulls, because they don't, they don't actually want to give up Zach, have set that value extremely high, similar to what they did with Alice Caruso at the trade deadline last year. And so that's what it comes down to. The Bulls don't want to move Zach, but they are open to moving Zach if the perfect deal presents itself. It is not yet. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod.gmail.com. Lastly, you can leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.